Welcome back to Sister Allie Cat's Tea, where we talk about all things church related. And on today, we are finishing up on our short series of forgiveness and unforgiveness. Let me tell you, as we begin to go through these series, we begin to learn a lot. We begin to learn that the only sin that God will not forgive is speaking evil against the Holy Spirit. We also learn that when we get down to pray that we have to forgive if we want our Father which is in heaven to forgive us of our sins. And we've also learned in Ecclesiastes, the seventh chapter, that we all sin. We can also go to Romans 3 and see where the Bible tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Therefore, we all sin. So if we want to be forgiven of our sins, we have to forgive those who have sinned against us. So now on today, we want to finish up with our questions and we want to find out, does forgiveness guarantee reconciliation? No, it does not. I'm going to answer that for you. Forgiveness does not guarantee reconciliation. It is hurtful or if the hurtful event involves someone whose relationship with you otherwise value, somebody that you value, forgiveness can lead to reconciliation. And this isn't always the case. Let me tell you, it's not always the case that you can get reconciliation. Why? Because... It might be impossible if the offender has died. If that person has died, you cannot get reconciliation. My God from Zion. Or if someone, if that person is unwilling to communicate with you, you cannot get that. It will not happen. In other cases, reconciliation might not be appropriate. Come on now. Somebody go with me here today. Still, however... Forgiveness is possible, even if reconciliation is not. Forgiveness is still possible. You can still forgive that person. That person has died and gone on. You can still forgive that person so that you can live your life. You can get rid of that hurt. You can get rid of that pain, that unforgiveness. Get rid of that stuff. Even if that person don't want to communicate with you, you still can forgive that person. That's that that's transference, that transfer of energy we talked about in the last episode. You forgive them and now the ball is in their court. They have to deal with that ball now. You've got that ball off of you, that anger, that hatred, uh, that uh, revenge state of mind, that retaliation state of mind. You've got that out of you and you've transferred it to that next, that other or the offender, that person that hurt you. That is transferred to them and now it's on them because they have a soul just like you have a soul, honey. Let me tell you, they have to uh, um, work out their own soul salvation with fear and trembling according to the word just like you and I have to work out our own soul salvation with fear and with trembling. So we're working out our soul salvation by what? By forgiving that person. 
now that energy is transferred to them now they have to figure out how to work out their soul salvation to make it into heaven if that is where they want to go i don't know anybody that does not want to go to heaven i don't know anybody that wants to spend throughout eternity in hell burning in a pit of fire and then be cast into the lake of fire who wants to go to the lake of fire everybody wants to go to heaven so when you forgive that energy is transferred and they have to work out their soul salvation why because you already working yours out now you're living a life acceptable unto god pleasing to god and they have to work theirs out on their own accord because we all have a soul and we all have to live according to the will and the works and the rules and the principles and the laws of God in order to make it into heaven. If we don't do that, we're going to end up in hell and eventually in the lake of fire, burning throughout eternity with Satan and the rest of his cohorts. No, we don't want to do that. So we want to forgive on today. Now, what if the person I'm forgiving does not change? Honey, why are you even worrying about that? You done did your part. Getting another person to change his or her actions, behaviors, or words isn't the point of forgiveness. Think of forgiveness more about how it can change your life. By, change, by bringing you peace, happiness, and emotional and spiritual healing. When you do your part, you're from your heart. Now, remember the Bible says we have to forgive from our heart according to the word of God. That is all that is required of you. Now you can move forward with your life. Don't worry about if that person changed. That is not your uh, responsibility to have that person to change you have done what you're responsible to do and what you're responsible to do is to forgive that individual now you can move on with your life and forgiving brings forth peace it brings forth happiness and an emotional and spiritual healing now what if I'm the one who needs to be forgiven well the Bible tells us in 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1 9. So if I need to be forgiven, all I have to do is confess my sins and God is faithful to forgive me. Lord, I said Lord, I was uh, mocking my uh, enemy. Actually, just a few minutes ago, I was mocking my enemy. I was mocking them, but I, I ask for forgiveness for mocking them right now. Lord, I repent from my heart that you forgive me of my sin of mocking my enemy. And I have forgiveness. God forgives me for that. Because I'm saying it from my heart. I totally confess that sin. That was a sin. Why? How do I know that? Because the Holy Ghost checked me. The Holy Ghost let me know, Allison, that's wrong. You, you do, you're wrong right now. You're mocking them. 
but they have a soul as well. You're mocking them. So that is wrong. You are sinning right now. So I'm asking God. I'm confessing, Lord, I was mocking my enemy. The ones that work witchcraft, sorcery, black magic. Uh, the ones that want to keep me in a state of poverty. The ones that come up against me on every uh, every turn, every way that they know how. Those that... Um, just just want to batter me and abuse me on a daily basis those that want to mistreat me and hurt me on a daily basis i was mocking them yes i was oh god but i come before you right now and i confess of that sin and i pray that you wash me purge me with your hyssop and i shall be clean Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow according to your word. Lord, cleanse my heart that I will not have a mindset to mock my enemy in the midst of my calamity. I want to be right with you, God. I want to make it to heaven. I want to forgive them with a whole heart, with a pure heart. Oh, God, I confess that I just sinned against you. A few minutes ago please help me and please forgive me in thy son Jesus mighty name I pray amen and amen it's just that simple I just prayed and asked the Lord to forgive me for mocking somebody and he said in John 1 John 1 9 if I confess my sins he is faithful and he is just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all of my unrighteousness. I asked him to cleanse me and he is just to do that. He is faithful. God is a faithful God and he will do just that. He will cleanse me of that sin that I just did by mocking my uh, enemy. Psalms 86 and 5 said, For thou, O Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. God is good and he is ready to forgive us. Yes, God is ready to forgive us of our sins. We've already established in Ecclesiastes 7 that we all sin. We've already established in Romans 3 that we have all sinned and came short of the glory of God. But Psalms 86 and 5 tells us that God is ready. He is sitting ready to forgive us. And he is plenteous in mercy unto all of them that call upon him. So there's a stipulation in Psalms 86 and 5. He's ready to forgive us and he's plenty in mercy, but what we have to call upon him and ask him for forgiveness. 1 John 1 and 9 said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us of our sins. And he's going to cleanse us of all our unrighteousness. Hunty, let me tell you, the word of God is great God. He is merciful. He is a merciful God, but he is a God of all consuming fire as well. So we want to stay on his merciful side. We don't want to be on that side where he can consume us in fire. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be there. It reminds me of the scripture in Elisha 
begin uh, the, where the captain of the 50 begin to go to Elijah with his 50 and Elijah called down fire from heaven and he's and the fire came down from heaven and killed the the uh, captain of the 50 and it killed the 50 men Elijah did that th two times the 50 and the captain of the 50, they were consumed by fire. And we don't want to be on God's side that will consume us with fire. My God from Zion, I don't know about you, but I want to be on his merciful side. I want to I want to be uh, uh, the child that, uh, you know, we have sometimes you have obedient children and you have disobedient children. You have a child that's obedient, a child that's uh, disobedient. And, and you have to handle them differently. The obedient child you handle one way and the disobedient child you have to handle in a different aspect. Well, listen, I want to be that obedient child when it comes to God. I want to be that one way he handles me with mercy and with kindness and with peace and with love. I don't want to be that disobedient child because I done been down that road. I done been that disobedient child where he had to come with his consuming fire and he had to whip me. The Bible tells us we will be whipped with our many stripes. Come on, somebody. You don't know the scripture. Look it up. God will whip us when we know to do good and we do wrong. He will whip us. He said that he chastised those whom he loved. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be on the chastising side. I done been on the chastising side and it was not pretty. It was not, uh, um, it was not good. It was painful. It was, um, I, let me tell you, I don't want to be on the uh, chastising side. I want to be on the merciful side. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I admonish you to be on the merciful side because the chastisement side is not good. He's a God of all consuming fire. He's a God of mercy. And we want to be on the merciful side. And to be on the merciful side, we have to forgive. We have to forgive those that have sinned against us. Those that has hurt us. Those that have mistreated us. We have to forgive. Bless the Lord. And the first step is to honestly assess and acknowledge the wrongs that you have done and how they have affected the other person. So if you're the one that needs forgiving, think about what you did. Acknowledge your wrongs, your wrong actions, your wrong attitudes. Acknowledge that and think about how it affects the person that you do it to. If you're calling somebody out their name or calling them all everything but a child of God, how does it affect the mindset of that individual? If you're telling your child you'll never be nothing, you ain't no good, you worthless. If you're telling that to your child, think about how that's going to affect that child when they become an adult. That's where low self-esteem comes in. You open the door to low self-esteem for that individual, for that child. I had a pastor to tell tell me in the congregation, uh, it was only me, but it was others, that we will never amount to anything. That's a curse. That person, that pastor, that individual was speaking a curse on the lives of, of the individuals in the congregation. I reject that curse in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So you think about what you do to somebody else. Think about how it's going to affect that person in the long run. You think about it. 
How is it going to affect that individual? If you are truly sorry and from your heart for something that you've said or done, consider admitting to it to the person that you have harmed and ask for forgiveness. Yes. I said if you are truly sorry from your heart for the things that you have done wrong to somebody else, you need to consider admitting your wrong to that person and asking that person for forgiveness. I'm saying you, but I have to do it as well. I have to think about it and say, you know what? I need to tell that person I'm sorry. I mocked you. I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Now it's off me. It's transferred to you. The ball is in your court. So when you ask, consider your ways, ask for forgiveness, you transferred that energy to that individual. So it's up to them to forgive you or not. Now, if they're going to harbor unforgiveness, then they need to listen to this podcast for themselves and, um, and take action on it like we are doing on today. Now, remember, you cannot force any someone to forgive you. You cannot force someone to forgive you. But by you asking for forgiveness, this may allow that person to move forward in the act of forgiving you, which may take some time. So you can ask that person to forgive you. They may not forgive you when you ask, but they may contemplate it. They may uh, think about it and, and with time they may be able to forgive you. But whatever happens, commit to treating others with compassion. Commit to treating others with empathy. Commit to treating others with respect at all times. When you work at doing this, then you won't have to uh, come back um, uh, on a constant basis and ask somebody to forgive you. Work on it. Not saying that um, you won't need to be forgiven, but we can work on treating others with compassion, empathy, respect. And when we do that, we are, are going down the right road. We are going in the right direction. First of all, the scripture teaches us if we forgive men their trespasses, our heavenly father will forgive us. But if we do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will our heavenly father forgive us. You can find that in Matthew 6, 14 and 15. Now, by letting go of grudges... Back to forgiveness, letting go of grudges and bitterness can make way for improved health and peace of mind. We've already talked about what it could do with our health. Forgiveness can lead to healthier relationships, improved mental health, less anxiety, stress and hostility, lower blood pressures, fewer symptoms of depression, a stronger immune system, improved heart health improve self-esteem and lose valuable and enriching connections with others so we don't we we want to keep our connections with our family members the ones that we love so we have to forgive them now let me read something from john 
Hopkins Medicine. It says whether it's a simple spat with your spouse or a long-held resentment toward a family member or a friend, unresolved conflict can go deeper than you may realize. It may be affecting your physical health, which we already talked about. The good news is studies have found that the act of forgiveness can reap huge rewards for your health by lowering your risk of heart attack, improving your cholesterol levels and your sleep, reducing body pain and blood pressure and increase and, and levels of anxiety. It will reduce the levels of anxiety, depression and stress and research points to an increase in forgiveness, health connected as you age let me tell you the bible tells us in second chronicles 7 and 14 listen to this if my people which are called by my name if they shall humble themselves if we humble ourselves if we pray and we seek God's face, and if we turn from our wicked ways, the Bible says, then God will hear from heaven and he will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. If we turn from our ways, if we repent of our sins, if we pray and we seek the face of God, he will hear us from heaven. He will look unto us and he will forgive us of our sins and he will heal our land. The issue of forgiveness is not about religion. It is about us as individuals and our attitudes. Most people don't realize what a burden, anger, and hatred are until they let them go. Until we let it go. We don't understand how much of a burden it is until we let it go. Negative emotions contribute mainly to people getting sick and that untreatable sickness by man. My God from Zion. In other words, negative emotions open spiritual doors allowing other nasty evil mean spirits to come into our lives and wreak havoc in the midst of us let me tell you we do not want that to happen been there and done that been there and done that and we do not want that to happen therefore we want to get rid of all of those negative emotions we want to forgive those who have sinned against us and we want to shut those doors closed and we want to lock them that those nasty mean spirits will not come into our lives and wreak havoc Again, I thank you for listening to Sister Allie Casti. We are wrapping up the series of forgiveness and unforgiveness. I hope that you found something in this series that touched your heart. I hope you were able to glean. I hope you were able to learn scripture that talks about forgiveness and unforgiveness. And I hope you find it in your mind and in your heart to forgive those who have sinned against you. This is the end of our episode. And like I always say, I will talk to you soon. Be blessed.
and forgive.